Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah. Hello. Ruth here. And now the beef price has gone rocketing up for reasons no one's explained. We are minted here at Brookfield, rolling in the stuff. If you are too, you might consider chucking a bit towards Dumpty Dum. You can do it through patreon.com. Then you get all the extra stuff, apparently. Interviews and, you know, whatever it is they do. I don't know. I haven't got time to listen. Too busy trying to wrestle Jill into a home. Bye. Hello, Dumpty Dum. It's the Sussex Shepherd here. I'd like to present for you my Dumpty Dum. Restoring to Barwick Green some of the profundity, which has, I, I feel, been lacking in one or two recordings of late. <laughs> I should also like to recognise my debt in this to Kylie Minogue and say that I... I can't believe that it's already 21 years since she, to be honest, got there first with this. <laughs> <laughs> dumpty dum, dumpty dum, dumpty dumpty dum dum, <laughs> dumpty 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 dum, dumpty diddly dum, dumpty diddly, dumpty diddly, dumpty diddly dum, dumpty 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 dum, dum. Thank you very much. Thank thank you. (laughs) I added an element. Oh, (coughs) I added an element of surrealism Mm. to the whole thing. Um, Native Heath, I am very sorry that we doubted. I know that it was Robart, not me, can I just say, um, (laughs) that uh, that, uh, uh, stole the... um, uh, Don't pass the blood. It's collective blame here, Luce. Come on. Collective guilt. But I couldn't believe you'd done it. I have got no idea how anybody would actually do that, mm. do make that noise happen. So I'm very sorry, Native Heath, that it took you such a long well, time to do, and it was very good. Na- to na- na- Native Heath was pr- properly uh, pissed off. Shall we, shall we hear what Native Heath thought about that yes. whole debacle? All right. So I can feel it just a little bit more embarrassed. Hello, Dumpty Dum. This is Native Heath here again. I'm calling in to... Heathy! Heathy, <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, Heather, I'm caller in ring Dumpty Dum, <laughs> the show about the BBC show The Archers by its fans. Uh, why? Well, you remember I did The Archers theme as a chip tune? Uh, you mean when you spend, like, hours and hours playing on your Game Boy? Um, yeah. Well, I... I speak piped it to Dumpty Dum and they played it on the podcast. I was really, really chuffed. And then they said I'd nicked it off the internet. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> How does that make you feel? Well, to be honest, I feel as bruised as a windfall tumble tussock. Not <laughs> bad, hon. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Right, uh, so there you go. You've, you've had your right of reply uh, there, Mr. Native Heath. But you know what, though, Lucy? What? This is Dumpty Dum, the show about the reality docudrama that has centred an ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. I'm the champion of the squeeze middle, that is Royfield Brown, and with me are the gerrymandered sham, that is... Lucy Freeman. And the last part of the flawed democratic process, folks, is you. Now, this week's Dumpty Dum is from Sussex Shepherd, Lucy's favourite. But, Luce. Yes. Somebody else wants to... Um, 
I was going to say elevate the Dumby Dums, but we don't want that anymore, do we? We want some good old proper crap ones, right? Yeah. How can <laughs> they send one in? Um, if you would, sorry, I'm I'm all over the shop today. If you would like to sing us a Dumpty Dum, leave us a plot prediction, or illegally download CCTV footage onto your phone and then show it to the entire village instead of the police, then call us on 02030313105 or leave us a message on Speakpipe. Uh, thanks to Cosmo for his podcast roundups and for doing the Dumpty Dogs sandwich for her voices, and to Derek, alone in the back bedroom. Uh, Derek took Auntie Cardboard to a wine tasting. She got a bit tiddly on Pinot Grigio and he got a semi on <laughs> oh, that, that was good this week well done you <laughs> oh right uh, can I just say we do need to we have thanked this person before but we should really add him in the red bits Lucy because every month Mike Hatton goes yeah. and does the character statistics yeah. so can we add him into the bits of red please yes Yes, right. So thank you, Mike, for doing your character statistics again uh, this month. And then now I'm going back on script. And I say this week's episode, we have calls from Dusty Substances, who thinks Matt has gone flat. Claire, who has been reflecting on Philip, Sussex Shepherd and Native Heath, who are looking into their crystal balls. Abby from Brighton, who's scamming who? Amy, who thinks Matt's target number one. And Christine, who's come home. But first... Before all of that, as I furiously look round for the right tab, it's Lucy Juicy Freeman's week in Ambridge, he said, slightly fluffing that. This week was sponsored by amateur detective work of staggering incompetence. We began it with Lillian, who had been tossing all night, apparently. Lillian was still Florence Nightingaling about with Matt. Justin got cross and said, no, I'm putting my foot down. You are really not to. And she said, well, I'm going to. And he said, oh, right Oh, Well, let that be a lesson to you. Over at the stables, Alistair and Shula were still playing unhappy families. What's wrong with telling your hunting pals you're married mm-hmm. to an expert vet? Asked Alistair jovially. Because I'm not, said Shula. I'm married to a shaky-handed <laughs> gambler who has to be watched like a hawk or there'd be no livestock left in the greater Felpersham area. Alistair made everything better by laughingly accusing Shula of manslaughter. I can't think why there isn't more murder in Ambridge, to be honest. Matt's dentures are still fractured, but he's discharged himself, <laughs> as if the nurses didn't have enough to deal with. He kept hauling himself round the hotel room and groaning. Is it the pain? said Lillian. No, I'm staggered at the end of the second series of Stranger Things. Of course it's the bloody pain, he said. (laughs) He couldn't have a pee without Lillian holding bits of his anatomy up, but she's used to that with Justin. Hope you come, darling. Anyway, a new (laughs) unlikely crime-fighting duo has emerged. Fagash Marple and James Poirot. Absolutely astonishingly, they came to the conclusion that maybe, just maybe, a combination of eco-lodges in the more devastated bits of the Amazonian rainforests, a fictional Costa Rican race course, Matt wanting a burner phone, smelling equestrian being based on bloody Regent Street, which is not the first location you think of when you think of a race course, and to cap it all, someone actually using the phrase, but why are all the horses vanishing, made the whole scheme sound a little bit unlikely. It sounds a bit iffy to me, Marple, said James Poirot. Iffy? Even baby Jack's wondering when everyone's going to catch on. Talking of mums, your mum's a proper treasure, said Ruth when they got back from their club 18 to 57 but still game holiday in an annoyingly chipper mood. But I had hoped she'd have lagged the loft and replaced the tiles on the roof. I'm beginning to think there'll be a Borchester Echo expose of an Ambridge family exploiting an elderly woman and there'll be a wild-eyed picture of Jill crouched in the corner of one of the pickers' caravans. This bewildered elderly lady was forced to work by cruel slave masters cooking lemon drizzle cake 14 hours a day. She was only allowed out to hoot when it got dark. Anyway... (laughs) Ruth and David came back with some really good stories. It was amazing. There was a really, really good one about Ruth uh, Ruth losing her sunglasses. Because what happened was she lost them <laughs> and then and then she found them again. So that was that was really, really funny. Um, more amateur detective work from Roy, the brightest light in the harbour if all the others are out. Lex is definitely the brains of that operation. You saw Adam hit Matt right on the CCTV footage, said Lexi. 
Pip <laughs> wants to stay at Lower Loxley because she can't let Toby roger her at Brooker's because Jill keeps wandering in with plates of Battenberg and putting Toby off his stroke. You've got your sparkle back. So whatever you're doing, keep doing it, said David. Well, I will, Dad, but Toby just needs to get his breath back and have a Barocca, said Pip. <laughs> it was all a bit orcs with Karina, the potential baby donor. I've got a pretty good sense of you both, she said warily, having walked into Roy waving his phone around and shouting, I'm going to show this to the police, and Adam shouting, I did punch him, but I didn't run him over. That's just what you want to hear when you're about to cart <laughs> someone's fetus around for nine months. But meanwhile, suspect number one is St. Shula Hebden Lloyd. First of all, Harassment and Alistair were chatting when she appeared. Shula, we're talking elections, said Harassment. Well, I'm not really sure it's my area, said Shula. I mean, Alistair does his best, but he's very stressed. And when he's tired, it's like getting a licorice bootlace up a culvert. Oh, sorry, election! Harassment then <laughs> interviewed her. Where were you at the Hunt Bowl, said Harassment, licking his pretend <laughs> pencil and spitting on his notebook by mistake. I was all over the place like a mad woman's shit, said Shula cheerfully. Apparently, Shula offloaded onto Philip on the terrace. Ugh. It was all right, though, as he mopped her down with some kitchen towel. Normally, my conversations with builders consist of me asking them how many sugars they have in their tea. And yes, I don't fancy the chances of Arsenal in the cup. I don't seize the opportunity to share my marital problems with them. However, in a world where horses vanish, a person thinks a quiche is going to be enough to swing going through labour and people on holiday go to the same restaurant every night and take 14 selfies with the same waiter. Anything can happen. The end. Oh, that's a triumph this week. I enjoyed it this week. Well done. Well done, you. Thank you very much. Uh, um, right, last week, it's all about Matt and his dodginess, really. Though Matt. I have a little a little liking for Philomena Woodruff. <laughs> I really talked to her. I did. <laughs> that name is just spectacular, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, that is really special. Very special indeed. Yeah. So, uh, Philomena, yes. Um, other than that, Right. Um, before we get on to the mad stuff, because um, I suppose there was the um, Karina's visit, wasn't there? No, that 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 was that went all a bit flat. It really, really did. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it, Adam, Adam, it, it's not like it's sort of like the sin of omission with Adam. He doesn't lie. He just doesn't tell anybody anything. When he's challenged, he doesn't lie. He he says he says he tells the truth once he's challenged. But if it doesn't occur to him that it might be good to share what's happened to him, if it's a mm. fairly sizable thing like punching somebody who then ends up run over by a car, do you know what I mean? It's sort of, and then he gets all outraged and huffy. And I did feel sorry for Ian because I just thought he can't trust a word he says. You know, it's like, what else would, I, you know, oh, I forgot to tell you the child, you know, fell out of its carry cot earlier and landed on its head. I just forgot to mention it sort of thing. It's, you know, you can't, if you're going to <clears throat> do something as enormous as 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 what they're doing, as, 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 as have a surrogate child, he's really got to be able to trust that Adam is fully present and isn't just having a little internal debate himself about, you know, about what, about, he sort of, he comes to his own conclusion before he shares it with anybody else rather than just sort of sharing it immediately. It's very odd behaviour. Mm. I'm still somewhat confused or... Uh, about the the character of Adam, because this walking angst, this walking yeah. tension, yeah. it's just a bit wearing. It's everything, you know. He's worried and tense about the cricket. He's worried and you know, if your partner, you know, throws on you that they want to be, um, they want to be a, a parent, and they want you to be the other parent. Don't get me wrong; that that's something to worry about. But it's just, it's everything. Yeah. You know, he never ever relaxes and, and puts his hair down. No. And is is the character is slightly wearing just to listen to. And that, that's me being English and polite. I'm saying yeah. he's fucking wearing, yeah. really. I, I don't... <laughs> it's like okay, oh, the addition of fucking there, kind of yes. Yeah. And then <laughs> but what this whole episode has um highlighted for me is that you know, Ian is he is a crushing bore. Right, he yeah. is. And 
I can't take no much much more of that either. Though, 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 I do like it. It's taking me back to the sunny uplands of, of the mid mid noughts uh, when um, <laughs> when there was well, you know what? We were happy members of the European Union, and you know there were long, hot, well, sunny days yeah. because he he's in and the we'll kitchen. Let's still be jam for tea. Yes, exactly. He's in the kitchen cooking. Uh, you know, at Grey Gables. And I used to like all of that. You know, I liked it when there was a, a, another beat to Ian. I other miss John Paul, perfect person. Well, yeah, well, now you are going back, aren't yeah. you? That's like, that's like the 90s. You know, Jean Paul being all French and crazy yeah. and, and, you know, throwing, throwing his uh, stuff out the pram uh, each week. Uh, but anyway, um, I like I like the stuff about Grey Gables. Um, I like the interplay with with Lexi and him, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I've kind of gone off Ian. You know, I'm yeah. not I'm not saying that this is a bad storyline at all about the, about um, a gay couple going through uh, going through a gay couple wanting to become parents. That that I do not have a problem with that. I just slightly have a problem with Ian being so incredibly po-faced and nervous about the, about the whole thing. There's Adam's constant angst. It's just, it's tiring on the ears. Apart from that, though, I, I'm all for it, though. Well, it's got to be someone local, hasn't it? I mean, it's it's going to, it's, yeah. Um, yes, uh, well. because it's it's going to have to be a village a local a local surrogate for local people because <laughs> you can't because it's got that that's got to be the story isn't it it's got to be the relationship between um the surrogate and ian and adam and 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 the baby and the relationship with the surrogate does it though well if i was writing it yes it would because it's much too juicy a storyline not to have what was the name of that woman who was uh in clink with helen Oh, um, oh God, yeah. Oh, flipping neck. Well, uh, her yes, with, the, her. with the Croydon face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be her. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, she probably needs a bit of cash. Uh, she's vaguely, you know, familiar to us as listeners. Get her to do it, and then she just toddle off again. Because I struggle. <laughs> I really struggle to understand how. <laughs> this would work going forward because this is a highly unusual situation, and I cannot but conceive. Say it is, that, say any... it is Emma. How would that work? It wouldn't. It's just Ed, non- Ed, would, Ed would have a fit. Exactly. And he'd say, there is yeah. no way. There is no way you can construct a plausible scenario for any of the women in Ambridge to do this for them. The most plausible. There were two relatively plausible candidates. There was um, there was Helen, but she's got a health issues and you know mental health issues and physical health issues, right? So that's just yeah. not wise. No, not wise. Then there is uh, Kate, and then you have you know complications around the wider family. You know, and does Kate being flaky anyway? Those are, you know, you could just about plausibly say, well, that, you know, these two characters would do it. They would put themselves forward as kind of earth mothers, et cetera, et cetera, to go and do this. And they want to, you know, give to this couple something which, they, which you know, they can't have in, um, in, in the traditional way. But it creates so many complications um, around the wider family dynamic that I can't see it working. So I think it has to be a character who is not part of of the village. So you get the they meet the the surrogate mother. There is the dynamic between the three of them, and then it's a nine month thing where they check up on her. Blah blah blah. Then she hands over uh, the the little one, and she toddles off yeah. because it's too complicated otherwise. Though I take your point. And really, a wider point is this is a hermetically sealed drama. And yes, new characters come in, but really it's about the interplay between the characters uh, that we all know and love. And and a way of cheating would be to have her who was in, you know, 
interlink with Helen. So you can say, oh, that's the reason why, you know, she was she was brought into it and she had some some level yeah. of, of storyline, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Then just toddle off again. There's a lot of toddling going on in this scenario, yeah. Ruth. People are toddling around. <laughs> it's like a crash. <laughs> it is. Right. We've got a bucket load of calls this we week. Have. So uh, shall we uh, go to the Let's phone lines? Let's crack on. Yes. Hello, Ambridge3962. Who's first, Lucy? Um, I don't know. Who do you fancy? It's Dusty. <laughs> She's the next one on the list here. I'll tell you who it is. All right. Here we go, Dusty. Hello. It's Dusty Substances here, the wrong sort of listener. Um, it's been a while since I last called in, but it's lovely to be back. Um, Matt, I was thrilled. I was absolutely thrilled when Matt came back and said, hello, Pusscat. But I've been really disappointed because it's not quite the Matt we had before. It's like the panto villain uh, version of Matt, who was a sort of roguishly uh, fun before, but he's now really, really horrible. Um, And has been a catalyst for some incredibly tedious stuff between uh, Lillian and Justin. Um, I I did agree that it probably was the best hunt ball for years because it did end up with Matt being uh, hit by a car, she says um, (laughs) charitably. Um, I think it is a hit person. I don't think it is anybody from Ambridge. And there is definitely something going on in those suitcases. But could I put in a plea for this to be sorted out by Christmas, please? Um, We had uh, the Helen and Rob thing go on for years and years and years. And it sort of swept all before it. And I don't want that to happen with this. So if um, Harrison could change the habit of a lifetime and and finger the appropriate collar uh, in good time before the Christingle, uh, let alone stir up Sunday, which would be even better, um, I'd be very grateful. So uh, fingers crossed that that happens. Anyway, um, thank you to everybody who sent lovely messages um, when I'd had my accident. Uh, Just let you know I'm very much improved, Um, hopefully having the air boot off next week and I'll be hopping around. So bye for now. Thank you, Hop Along Substances. Um, <laughs> Matt, I think he is... We're supposed to be going off him, aren't we? We're supposed to be thinking. No. You know, in the beginning, I mean, I was I was taken in as, 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 uh, as Witherspoon um, um, pointed out. I, I was completely taken in by this kind of, yes, he's fun and he's exciting and that's a good reason to get involved with a raging criminal. Obviously it isn't. And, you know, as, as, um, as, and the more this sort of storyline goes on, um, the more you, we Matt's sort of unraveling and we're starting to see him as this sort of slightly shabby little man rather than this quite glamorous kind of, semi-underworld figure that's always one step ahead of everybody else so I guess I know what you mean Dusty it's kind of it's not quite it's a slightly more real Matt which is a bit disappointing but more realistic all right so if we look at the uh, the kind of the wider drama here Matt had I think we can all agree when he went off to Panama it all felt a bit like hey hey what's happened there right and and I think he's been the character's been allowed to come back to give him a proper send off. There is no going back, uh, you know, for Matt with it. And so it was very deliberate the way that he burnt all of his bridges with everybody. He upset absolutely everybody. It reminded us what he'd done, uh, the nefariousness with, with, with Alistair and taking advantage of Alistair when Alistair was um, up to his eyeballs in debt. Um, so. And he is absolutely friendless in in the village. You know, Matt kind of didn't have too many friends anyway. The only friend he really ever had was Brian, wasn't it? And um, so there is absolutely no way, no way back for the character. And they've amped him up to a degree that even Lillian, who could look past all of his flaws, just can't anymore. Um, the, The one thing that I would say is that, you know, Lillian 
did say that she almost, uh, you know, she did think about going away with him. Yeah. I actually don't really believe that. I I think I get the sympathy. I get the fact that she still cares for him. We've all, we've all had ex-partners. And I don't mean the ones that have, you know, run off with all of our money, but ex-partners who, they've you know, have, it's ended, but there's still an ember of something there. And I, and I get that. So I get the fact that she, she'd run to the hospital and, and, and to tend to him because he's got nobody and he was nearly killed. So that is going to, you know, uh, reignite you know, a certain level of, of, of old feeling. But the fact that she said to Jolene that she did think for, for a moment, I just thought, but did you really? You know, here is a man who was saying, as I said a couple of weeks ago, saying, right, we're going to go to Ecuador. Right, you know, there is no plan other than we're going to go to Ecuador. Yeah. Yes. Would Would she have seriously, seriously? I'm a seventy said, year old woman. I need exactly. <laughs> I, can't, I can't be going off to Ecuador. I've got, a, you know, I do have a business. Yes, I might be about to sign it all over to Justin or, or whatever, but I have a business. But what I have family. I have friends. Yeah. yeah, go on. I found what was interesting was when her and um, uh. James, Ma, mm. James were um, sort of investigating in a very ham, yes, in a very ham-fisted way um, uh, into this uh, the, the, the Matt's Matt's plot or whatever it was. Um, there was no sense from Lillian that she was worried about Matt. That uh, it's they just play games the whole time, mm. and. There was no sign of her being worried about him. There was no sign of any surprise that um, that this is what he was doing. There was no, there was just no, no, no genuine sense of um, of it being a real three D situation. She's so used to playing games with Matt that <clears throat> she just doesn't see him as a real person. Whereas Justin mm. is a real person because he's ever so slightly boring, and real people yeah. are. Here's another thing. All right. Now, I get that you can turn up, let's say in the 1980s, 1990s, you could turn up somewhere with a glossy brochure and get um, old maiden aunts. You could con them out of their savings. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's, it's all a bit I'm, It's all a bit 90s, this, isn't it? It's like a dot com. Exactly. Scan. It's like the internet doesn't exist. Yeah. Now, if I'm Latif Hussein, who's supposed <laughs> to have more money than than, than yeah, Croesus, yeah, right? Yeah. I'm sorry, right? Yeah, but somebody dodgy, yeah. Thank you, somebody yeah. like Matt Crawford of all people, and you've heard yeah. all the whispers they're dodgy, yeah. right? You're gonna you're gonna get you know yeah. there's Lucy, Lucy. There's a thing called Google. So what yeah. you do, right? <laughs> you go great proposed. yeah, go. <laughs> what you do, you type in proposed race force developments, you know, well, race course developments. It's about two and a half seconds to figure it out. You in Costa Rica. <laughs> you know, you type in Costa Rican race courses. And then 15 minutes later, you go, well, this is just, there is no evidence of this. There's no planning permission. There's no nothing. And you go, hmm, I smell bullshit. So then you just walk away. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I don't smell horseshit because all the horses have vanished, apparently. I just, I'm sorry. Know. Now, if it was Auntie Cardboard, even she backed out, didn't she? She said, oh, yeah. it was a really glossy um, brochure yes. yeah. and, and yeah. the talk was very good. Yeah. If it was Auntie Christine, I'd have gone, mm, I could believe Are that. you going to put your money in, Christine? Fuck that. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Just sold the house. I think I'll sit on that. Thank you very much, please. And give it, give it to me, give it to my one son who never gets mentioned. (laughs) (laughs) It's just come on. There is no way Latif Hussein, if he's supposed to be as canny and as savvy as we're led to believe, would have been would have put one pence with Matt Crawford. Sorry. Anyway, (laughs) on that note, uh, shall we do Claire? Yes. Why not? Hi Dumpty Dum, it's Claire from Clapham here. I uh, haven't rung in for a little while. I was just wanted to reflect a bit about Philip the Builder and something that came to mind was how Philip looks so perfect and is lovely, although I 
take exception to the hunting thing. Anyway, um, but he's sort of there more as a kind of mirror for other characters to talk to. And it reminds me a lot of when Lexi arrived and she just seemed so brilliant in every way. And she was sort of there to reflect back some of the characteristics of the other characters without having a particular personality of her own. She was too good to be true. At the moment, I feel like Philip's very much in that category. Um, he's clearly a very good listener and everyone tells them their personal problems and it's very convenient for the plot. Um, I don't know whether we'll see more of Philip and whether he will develop a sort of particular character of his own. I'd be interested to know what his character flaws are at that point. Um, in, you know, with Lexi, she's still a bit perfect, really. She doesn't have much in the way of character flaws yet. And I want to know how that might develop. Um, so that's going to be an interesting one to watch. Uh, I really am sort of losing patience with all of the uh, whodunit features of who tried to run Matt over and what's Matt up to and all of this. I suspect that, you know, there's a lot of excitement by scriptwriters. I feel like I'm being manipulated to go in all sorts of directions and I slightly resent it. But uh, I'm sure it all makes for good, exciting drama. Uh, and uh, it will all resolve itself, no doubt. My my money's on just some random thing, uh, which hasn't got anything to do with anyone. That would be about Gosh. right. Anyway, keep up the good work. <laughs> Love them to dumb, and I'll call in soon. Bye. Uh, just just before we go on to uh, analysing, dissecting, and um, putting the world to rights vis-a-vis -vis Claire's call, can I just say, love you, Claire, because you know what Claire does, Lucy? What? She listens to Friday 15. And, and occasionally she send out a little bit of a tweet and she sent one last Friday saying uh, she was coming home on the train listening to uh, Friday 15 and the, and it was John Coltrane's Love Supreme and she went bliss. So so Aww. thank you. For, thank you for being a sport, Claire. Claire from Clapham. Um, over, to, over to you, uh, Juicy Lucy Freeman. Um, well, I was thinking about your mirror comment um, that he was Philip was just there to reflect back. And the other people that, to me, seem like that are Alan and Richard Locke. Absolutely. And all of them, the one thing they've all got in common is Shula. Those three. And mm. I think there's sort of an element of Shula that... Caroline was sort of her... If she had a confidant, it was Caroline. She's mm -hmm. quite lonely, really, I think. Um, and she's she's still desperately seeking something shula she's permanently feeling that she's missing out of something somewhere missing out on something somewhere and i i think that she'll just recruit philip as to be another one of her could you be the one that's going to save me from boring reality no probably um but i think that's what she does she sort of finds these blokes and latches on rather uh, absolutely Absolutely, because what actually what actually has happened to the doc? We thought there yeah, was. Yeah, he was all there, and he was going out with Elizabeth, and um, he was getting on. <clears throat> the children were getting. You know, his daughter was. Um, he was mm. She was bonding a little bit with Elizabeth, and it was all going very well. And then Elizabeth said, "Oh no, I've decided I'm not ready for a relationship," and that was that. He disappeared. So then he doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, you, but you are, but you are completely utterly right, and, and and so there is this element of loneliness and an element of though she's never spoken about it. No, she has actually. I was going to say she's never spoken about it with anybody, but she has with her mother that actually her marriage isn't going well. Yeah. So yeah. there was it was about um, six months ago or so there was, they had a little purple patch, didn't they? But her and marriage was... has never been going well because basically she's never ever got over Mark dying. That's true. Everything to do with her son puts you know what? You're completely right. Alistair is just second rate to Mark. Mark is the love of her life. He died in tragic circumstances. Yeah. She's never got over it. Um, and Alistair is completely and utterly aware of that, isn't yeah. he? He's yeah. Completely he's completely aware. He's, he's played second fiddle to a dead man for years, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Can we do Sussex Shepherd now? I know we've done Sussex Shepherd, haven't we? 
No, no, no. He did the dum-de-dum. Now this is his call. Okay. All right. Good morning, Royfield, Lucy, Naked Fingers, and all other fellow dumpty-dummers. It's the Sussex Shepherd here. It's Friday morning, and I'm getting in my plot prediction on Friday morning before the big reveal and, no doubt, this evening's cliffhanger show, because I want to get the credit I deserve, to be honest, uh, for giving this <laughs> a, a prediction rather than simply a report of what's happened. You see, it occurs to me that Melling uh, Equestrian isn't as big, apparently, as we've been led to believe. And therefore, I'm thinking it's probably just a new name for Matt Crawford and Stephen Chalkman Enterprises Limited. And they've only got one horse, and that horse is Shergar. And Shergar's not doing so well anymore. In fact, Shergar is now split between several large suitcases. That's what I'm thinking is happening. And they need a replacement for Shergar, which is why they're going for another knacked out old donkey. So... That's my first plot prediction. If it's not that, then I'm wondering if in the suitcase is possibly Anisha, who hasn't been heard of or indeed mentioned for a few weeks now. So that's another possibility. That's less likely, I think, but I suspect it's probably Shogar. Anyway, that's it from me. Hope you're all well. Take you all again soon. Bye. You know what's in those suitcases, Lucy? What? Money. Money's heavy. Bunting. Um... <laughs> Money yeah, isn't heavy. Ma- None no, it is. It is. Yeah, notes. No, notes no one pays no. for anything in cash, do they? No, but what Matt has done, right? He doesn't have an account in Ecuador, um, so he's uh, he's got the money out in cash, and that's and that's what's in the suitcases. He, Matt is incredibly pathetic. That, that is, it's money, and money yeah. is heavy. You know. Yeah. Bundles of notes are actually much heavier than people realise. I know this because I heard it on a, on a podcast last week about laundering money. Oh, yeah, it's much heavier than people realise when you've got a shed load <laughs> of money or a suitcase load. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need to <coughs> do the rest of Native Heat School now as well. Yes, we do. Here it comes. I've had an Archer's plot prediction. Oh, do tell. Well, it concerns Matt Crawford's luggage. When Lillian, and I think David, went to pick up his luggage from the bull, it was mentioned that one of the suitcases was unusually heavy. I've been trying to figure out what was in the case to make it weigh so much, and it came to me. Tumble tussocks. (laughs) Yes, Matt had obviously stolen a load of Joe and Eddie's tumble tussocks and was planning to smuggle them out of the country. You have to understand, Matt's a businessman. He sees a business opportunity. And I'm not sure that horse business is going quite as well as he makes out. So, tumble tussock cider, made in Costa Rica, shipped to the bull, Ambridge. What do you think? Well, I need to go and check my kaffir. It's gone a bit slimy <laughs> and it started to pull. Got to go. Okay. I kind of quite like this pair. They're kind of a bit, bit bonkers, but, uh, but I like, like them. I like a couple of goggle box. Yeah, they're eccentric. Like mm. it. Um, anyway, so Native Eve, it was money in that suitcase. Let's move on. All right. Uh, Abby from Brighton, Lucy? Yes. Hi, Dumpty Dum. It's Abby from Brighton here at Much Ado Ambridge on the Twitters, phoning from a budgie-free environment today, so hopefully no background noises to disturb us. Um, it's just more on the Matt Flat thing, really, and thinking about it and thinking about the two halves that there are to it. The half of what has Matt been up to with Melling Associates and then the half of who has tried to kill him. Now, with the Melling Associates thing, I think there's two possibilities. First, I thought he was scamming them. So he's looking for expensive horses with Anisha being given the money to buy something very, very expensive and then bought Lillian's friend's cheap horse, which is ready for the knacker's yard, and pocketed the difference. But now that we know that Melling Associates isn't a legitimate company, I'm wondering if Matt buying the horses is just to add verisimilitude to the idea that there is going to be a race course and that his job all the time has been to flash the cash but then buy something cheap. But then I don't understand why he hasn't been in touch with Melling Associates. And also I don't get what's in the suitcases because it it seems to be that it must be something valuable and presumably ill-gotten. So I'm a bit confused about how all of that fits together. Um, The other half of things is who has um, 
tried to run him over. It's clearly not Shula because what she's feeling guilty about is having some sort of incident with Philip on the terrace at the Hump Hall. It's obviously not Adam now because he's stupid enough um, to do a lot of things, I think, but I don't think he's stupid enough to go to the police with a double bluff. My money's on Justin because I think it's a good storyline. We go through all sorts of angst. It gets him out of the way. And then it means that either Lillian can be single, miserable, and then have all sorts of escapades, or it means that she and Matt can get back together. Um, that's all my thoughts for now. It's quite an interesting storyline, but I still say there is no way Lillian and Justin will be getting married on Christmas Eve or whenever it's supposed to be. Hope everyone's well and to the pip. Bye, Abby. I agree. Doesn't, no, doesn't Abby normally say cheery bye? She does sometimes. She just. I like it. cheery bye. You need to go back to cheery bye, Abby. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, you think it's uh, Josh, don't you? Yeah, because he got that new car. He was yeah. driving it fast, and then yeah. he didn't pick up de- um, his mum and dad from the yeah. airport. Yeah. Some excuse about And he the has car. gone a bit quiet. Yeah. And the big, 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 big um, reveal, well, sorry, clue was when Lillian says to Matt, Matt, who would knock you, who would run somebody over and then just drive off? What type of person would do that? And then Lillian trailed off because she realised she was speaking to somebody that would do that. So yeah. it's somebody like Matt. Right. So it is somebody in, in the village and it's somebody who we least expect it's Josh just saying. Um, <sighs> um it's Amy now. Oh, okay then. I will click this button. Hello, people of Dumpty Dum. Amy Gilbert here. Haven't heard from me in a while. I've been uh, hiding in Derek's back bedroom uh, for rather a long time. But anyway, on on with my my missive. Um, after tonight's episode, we've heard that. Um, it's now attempted murder. Ooh, duff, 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 etc., etc. Oh, no, that's EastEnders, isn't it? Uh, but uh, the thing is, boys and girls, if you listen back to um, the other weeks, uh, the, the episode of The Hunt Ball, I can't remember when that was, um, you will hear that someone, um, there was a car door slam just before they drove off, leaving Matt going, Lillian... Um, so yes, somebody did actually check that Matt was um, that they'd hit their target. So uh, yes, just thought I'd put that one in there, and because I take notice of these things. Anyway, folks, I will speak to you again soon. Bye. Just whilst Bye. we're on this attempt attempted murder thing here, Freeman, right? Please explain this to me. The evidence said it was attempted murder is purely because there's a few people that had beef with Matt and the the hunt ball, and then some of them disappeared at various times. That's it, yeah? I don't know whether it's that or whether it's the... Has Matt's... I wonder if they don't know anyone stopped, do they? We know that. Wait a minute. What about, like, the skid mark pattern or something? Wouldn't that be a... You know, there's absolutely no... we're talking about he's probably hasn't finished no. in the drawing of the car yet <laughs> <laughs> but I, i'm sorry right you know hit and run like maybe right but to say to make a massive leap that it was attempted murder from the evidence which which uh, he's yeah, yeah, given. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, come well, on now. Somebody, there's somebody on the somebody legal on the Twitters was doing their nut yesterday, saying, "You can't shut. You can't do this. You can't. You can't bring someone in." You know, and, and and was picking to picking that to pieces as well. How the um, how, I won't spoil it, but how the next week's um, <clears throat> um uh, it's just. Uh, event uh, events unfold so i think maybe it's 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 maybe accuracy has been sacrificed a little bit too for excitement i don't know mm. <laughs> well Can you we know christine now who's come back from her long journey and i find this very oh. exciting all right hello lucy hello royfield hello fellow dumpty dummers around the world this is cycling christine here Finally returned home after some two and a half years travelling on bicycles and having a wonderful time. I'm contacting you about Matt and his nefarious activities. 
I do think, as we found out towards the end of last week, that Matt is almost certainly buying cheaper horses but pretending to his contacts in Costa Rica that they are more expensive ones, has pocketed the difference and hoped to be well out of the way before Costa Rica found out. I do wonder if he has been knocked down by someone connected with his Costa Rican contacts, but who knows. I also do wonder if the fact that the Dower House has now been sold means that Matt has somehow got his hands on the money and is fleeing to South America with that money so that Lillian will be left with no money, no house, because it now belongs to Justin, and potentially no Justin. I haven't got much sympathy for her because I think that she should not have had anything to do with Matt the minute he came back. Anyone who would rip her off like that in the first place does not deserve to have the chance to do it again. I also do wonder if the fact that we have been told repeatedly that Matt is on his way to Ecuador is a reflection of the fact that Due to uh, Julia, the WikiLeaks person being in the Ecuadorian embassy, we know it's <laughs> extremely difficult to get extradited from Ecuador. So we should have picked up on that because Matt, instead of returning to Costa Rica, intended to go where he cannot be brought back from. Uh, regards to all of you. Love listening and enjoy the show. Bye. Mm. Matt, the new Julian Assange. I like this. I like this idea that he's gone somewhere where he can't be extradited from. Oh, the whole thing's just bloody ridiculous, isn't it? But Christine, I am very, very glad that you're back. I was thinking about you the other day and thought, I wonder how far they've got because you hadn't you hadn't uh, been in touch for a while. And I thought, crikey, I hope everything's all right. I am very glad that it is. Yes, mm, yes um, me too. Two years is a long yes, time. Yes, 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 yes. Mm. It's a very long time. Um, she must have some... Stunning calves by now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I just want this storyline to be done with now. Really, I think, mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm running out of patience and interest. Really, it's kind of you know, I'm quite interested in who mowed him down and what's going to happen with that, but I don't really care who he's ripping off because they all sound dodgy as buggery anyway. So you know, mm. don't care. Uh- yeah, I, I just I just think that, you know, to give the character of Matt a, a proper send off after being in the show for what, 20 odd years or whatever. Um, this is good. It just didn't need the added Miss Marple yeah. murder on the Audio yeah. Express, Hercule Poirot, <laughs> it's attempted murder. We, did, yeah, we didn't, yeah, yeah. didn't need that at all. You know, if you want to make it, this is somebody just randomly hit him, you know, and yeah, fine. But this yeah. leap for attempted murder and then Adam is feeling all nervous and the nonsense with Roy and Lexi. And we, we don't need that. We don't need that at all. No, there's, there's actually enough drama and turmoil and and internal angst between the relationship between Lillian and, and Justin. We don't need this extra layer of just tomfoolery <coughs> on top. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, we've had some emailer inners. Oh, fantastic! Uh, Gore Blimey, who said, "I can't help thinking that the wedding will go ahead, but only because the date is too perfect for a big soap opera cliffhanger. It's the date of the final Archers episode before Christmas. That doesn't mean I think they'll get married, which is a different thing altogether. But I wonder if the wedding episode will have the big reveal of the who shot Jr. I mean, who splatted Matt storyline. <laughs> As for who did it, I was thinking it was Shula because of her massive overreaction to everything and her weird, super anxious state. But I'm having second thoughts now. I've started to get blinded by the neon signs around it. So I'm back to square one. On a lighter note, is Lily still driving around the country lanes of Ambridge like a lunatic? Lily, we hadn't thought of that. Lily would stop, though. She would. She'd say, are you all right, Matt? Oh, dear. Um, Colin Churchill is very funny i have to say this email made me laugh a lot it's very long so i'm going to edit it on the hoof um he said he's been listening for 50 years and he wants to know a few things Ah comes the romanian polish bulgarian wherever she is who started the day before was in charge with roy with years of experience wasn't there for the hunt ball why was matt at the pub 
He lived at Gay Grables. He had a ticket to the Hunt Ball. His bird was going to be at the Hunt Ball. He had two heavy cases, and instead he goes to the Bull to get a taxi to the airport. Did he get a taxi to the bull or did Susan see him dragging two suitcases down the high street? PC, harassment, burns. Can you check cars for damage? You have a few suspects. Can you at least ask to look at the cars? On the subject of cars, where does everyone get their petrol from? Why why would somebody use like logic like that? All you need to do is just ask Shula who who was in and out of the hunt ball because Shula, as the organiser, is going to remember, isn't she? She's going to written it down. But no, she she wasn't there, was she? Yeah, I know, I know. But that's the sum total of harassments and investigative yeah. powers here. Yeah. Not like look at some cars. Oh, no. Oh, look at skid marks or whatever. on the. No, yeah. no, 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 no. It's our Shula. That's it. Job done. Oh, yeah. God. We don't hear about the money anymore. Has Kenton paid it all back? Has Tony had his balls paid for? What happened to the quad bike? Stolen loader. Who gives a shit? I do. Finish the story <laughs> off. <laughs> Colin, I love you. <laughs> Geese, we spent weeks and weeks last year on about them getting the caravans ready, getting orders this year. Fuck all. Sheep, when are red sheep being done? <laughs> Sterling and his Italian home, slash the pig unit, slash Brighton. We have too many stories and characters open. Close the stories and let's load a bus full of old characters and drive them off Lakey Hill. Colin, I... I am... <laughs> 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 you parking, Matt. I applaud you. <laughs> Um, do you know what? I have to go quite soon because I've got about nine people coming to the house for a meeting. All right, we're, we're gonna we're gonna crack on. Right, so <laughs> is that all the is that the end of the uh, the letter in or is? All right, yeah. cool. Right, so now we do this. We, I say something like, "It's time for an advertisement," and then I come back and I say something like, "And now let's have a little bit of Millie Bell." Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Look what free speech has gotten you, right? And and if free speech is going to bring a Hitler to power, are you still going to defend the rights of those people to speak? If you talk about the things that affect your daily life. The secret to being a good actor. I don't really care, actually, whether Britain remains Britain. His dad was actually murdered in front of him. Marine Le Pen has changed the Pont National. If it's like kind of like a documentary investigative reporting serialized true crime, it often gets into questions about the justice system or the media. In an uncertain world, there's always music which can be listened to in good company. Welcome to Friday 15, the show where we speak to friends and interesting people the backdrop of great tunes and allocate 15 minutes to vote. Good question. Really good question. Hi, I'm Kate Madakani Aldridge. For now, anyway. I'd like to welcome you to Spiritual Home. As a client of Spiritual Home, you've already shown that you're someone with an enlightened aura. Someone better, like me. So, I'd like to suggest that you also support Dumpty Dum at patreon.com. If you do, you can get their extra content. It's the actual meaningful stuff. 
not the usual drivel. It doesn't matter how much you sponsor them for. I think they're pretty desperate, to be honest. Okay, patreon.com. And, obviously, if you ever need a vaginal steaming, you know where I am. Blessings. Good day, everyone. Well, absolutely fantastic week on The Archers, so, of course, that keeps the forum and Facebook really busy. On the forum, we've been talking about did anyone witness Matt's accident? Uh, Thank you to Purple Pumpkin for that. Uh, Rachel Tolhurst wants everyone knows that she loves Kate because she's so awful. Uh, Was the deliberate hit and run or was it an accidental hit and run? Uh, There's still a discussion about Lexi and Roy. There's plenty happening on there, so we'd love you to get involved as well. It keeps our page busy and um, it allows us to get to know each other better. And on Facebook, oh my goodness, what a week. So we started off by um, wondering if Matt was going to get out of the country anytime soon. And it was agreed that the only way Matt was going to make it out of the country was if he got parole because those suitcases are his doom. Thank you to Mark Everton for that. Tom Dutton said he has to leave very soon or he will miss the planting season in Ecuador. You see, the cases hold the last remaining rootstocks of the famed tumble tussock from which his hipster cider business will be born to snuff out scruff gin and conquer the world. A very fanciful prediction there, but we'll take it. We also um, have been talking about whether Linda should be First Lady or Panto Queen. But of course, Robert wouldn't actually be the chairperson of the parish council, so she wouldn't be First Lady. So that was a bit odd. Anyway... Um, there was a discussion about whether it was a bit early to be talking about the panto and Richard Woodfield said it's barely November, far too early to be worrying about casting of Christmas panto or indeed who is going to be directing the show. And Ruth Pearl said actually not in the Amdram world but in alternative Amdram world, yes. And I have to say I am always amazed at how late they do this and how they just seem to be getting away with it. I mean, go them. We also talked about... Roy, because I got really cross with Roy for having that conversation, that private conversation he needed to have with Adam in front of Ian. And I didn't think in the real world we'd really do that. Um, And Claire Asprey said the reason he did it was for dramatic effect. Well, that's fair enough. It is a drama. Chris Wormsley said because it was a matter of the utmost delicacy. Um, Martin Vanden Heuvel said he's the silly manager. That's his function in this Commedia dell'arte. Nicely said. And Glyn Fuller Love said he probably thought Ian and Adam had no secrets. Snorts. And Witherspoon asked whether we think Lillian is more like Florence Nightingale or Nurse Ratched. And we had a number of uh, answers there. Uh, Many people saying perhaps she's Nurse Jackie. That was Maisie Jett. Janice Pope said she's more like Barbara Windsor. Ruth Pearl thought more Joan Sims in Carry On Nurse. And Martin Vanderhoogle said... She's more like Betty Boop. So a range of opinions on how Lillian was going with her nursing skills there. And Witherspoon also uh, suggested that he, uh, his prediction is that especially after today's episode, which was November the 10th, that he believed that uh, Lillian and Justin will be married on December the 22nd. Um, and was he in a minority of one? Um, Mark said, evidence said, I think the wedding will half happen. Lillian will make it up the aisle, but be arrested for handling stolen goods in a suitcase before the I do. Uh, Bernadette McGuire said, totally agree with the spoon. The whole Matt Lillian episode is far too silly for words. And she hadn't even heard today's episode when she said that. Nigel Massey said, what if Justin was falsely arrested on a vehicular homicide charge? Lillian would fall in love with him madly and we'd get a prison sex story. Nigel, just the sort of thing to turn Lillian on and maybe to make Schmaltzy's Justin a bit more realistic if the inmates take advantage of him in prison. You are really fanciful. And we also wondered what Matt is actually up to and you need to get onto the Facebook page and have a look because there was a huge range of suggestions there. Some fanciful, some possible. And then finally, because it was uh, our last day before we do the report, is the Non-Archers Day. Um, we have a post there about food. What's your signature dish? What do you like to cook to wow people? And I have to say, we have some very talented cooks out there. Maybe we should have our own Great British Bake Off Archers Addicts version. So, 
we'd love to speak to you. It's um, Yoko Bear's turn next week, so he'd love to speak to you. Um, so please get onto the Facebook page. Uh, so Facebook, and if you just look for Dumpty Dum, you'll find us. And also on the forum. So un- until another fortnight, I say to you, hooroo. Lucy. Yes. Why don't you hit us after that wonderful uh, social media roundup from Millie Bell with some tweets of the week? I can. Uh, firstly, Kerry Warbis. Seriously, how is Harassment Burns a policeman? I think this needs investigating, but not by him. <laughs> uh, Smith Peter Scott. Chinese Lantern has a bum full of cocaine. (laughs) If we had any ham. Yes, Shula would definitely do sex in the same way she used to do the cricket teas. Well, maybe not exactly the same way. (laughs) Um, Kate Goodlaben. I've got it. Matt's going to end up in the embassy with Julian Assange. There we go. Another another supporter for the the, um, Assange theory, we shall call it. Mm -hmm. Charles Pooter. This is Tweet of the Week, by the way. Oh, good. Charles Putin. Matt and discharge. Two words I don't like to hear in a single sentence this early on a Sunday morning. <laughs> God. And this was very sweet. This is a supplementary Tweet of the Week, a little one. It's um, Kenny Higgs, who's very funny. And um, he's, my new, uh, he's my new Twitter crush. And he said, he, he looked, he found himself on the, on the Dumpty Dum map. And uh, he's on all on his own. He's, I think he's like in Norfolk somewhere or something. And he's just like stuck out on the edge of the coast all by himself. And he said, I think I'll have a The Archers tweet up. I think I will have a hashtag The Archers tweet up with myself. Who's with me? No one. Fuck off. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's just a little blob all by himself. So if you live near Norfolk, go look him up on the map, people. He's very nice. And... um. If if you're there, go and go and see him because I feel quite uh, sorry for him now. Poor old Kenny. Mm. Right, let's uh, wrap up this mama jammer of a show because it's been a long one, Lucy. It's a long, it's a long it time since we've done a proper long one. Um, g- dum dot com though, it's got a shop, it's got tractor, it's got all manner of things. And remember, folks, Christmas is coming, so you need to go onto the shop and get your Christmas dum-de-dum apparel and goodies uh, for your loved one uh, because um, that's the nice thing to do at Christmas time. And also put a few measly little coffers in the dum-de-dum bank account. So go to dumdedum.com forward slash shop or go onto dumdedum.com forward slash tractor. Um, Map Corner um, is going to be uh, coming back with a vengeance in two weeks' time. So thank you for all of that. Now, uh, Lucy, the bit in red. Yeah. Uh, if you would like to help keep our little show on the road, there are two ways this can be done. You can donate by hitting the donate button on the site or you can sponsor us via patreon.com. And um, in a couple of weeks' time, we will be thanking all the new Patreons that have come on. Remember to get in contact. You can send us a voice message via SpeakPipe on the website or you can call us on 0203-0313105 to leave us a message via an ordinary phone. On social media, specifically Twitter, you can find Royfield and Lucy, well, me, Royfield and Lucy at Dum-de-dum. So it's quite simply, that's at Dum-de-dum. Lucy is at Lucy V. Freeman and I can be found at Royfield. On Facebook, um, you can go and join join us by simply typing in Dum-de-dum. And I think that's just about it. Um, I'm going to edit this show. Lucy's got somewhere she has to go. Um, I'll see you all again in two weeks' time. And if you're in the San, Fran- San Francisco Bay Area, I'll see you in approximately hmm, eight hours. Ooh. Cool. All right, you do your thing. I'll get editing. Thank you. And, Thanks very um, much. Sorry, yeah. really no, 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 no. It's cool. It's cool. Um, just have a slight think about um the 200th and, and yeah. what we can do to maybe try yeah. and involve people um i'll yeah. pony up the money for this thingy and then figure out um if people can actually call live okay. all right cool all right See you later. and just before you go right yes. if i was right yeah. to say to you in approximately like april that mm-hmm. I would pay 
uh, you give you uh, like a plane ticket for a week in San Francisco, would you come? Of course I would, but you're not paying. Well, here's the thing, right? Have I told you I'm selling the flat? It's it's, it's yeah. sold. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because, I don't know, not that we, not that I earn uh, proper money from doing this thing, but I think it would, I think it would be nice for me to do that for you. It's only 350 quid return. It's not that much. So, so that's, so I just wanted to say, I didn't want to just say, hey, there's this oh. thing. Then you go, oh my God, oh my God, and felt kind of weird. So I just thought I'd ask you if it was all right. No, I would love to come, but you're not paying. I can pay. Well, okay. But then I'll, I'll, we'll I'll okay. But I'd, I'd really like that because I think it'd be really good fun. And, yeah. you know, as I say, from, from Gatwick to Oakland, is only 350 quid return. It's super cheap. So, well, relatively speaking, it's not no money. So um, I just thought, but I want to do something for you because, you know, I, you know, I'd be lying if I said there isn't money left over each month now with the Patreons and stuff. So Yay. I think I think I should, you know, is what I'm saying. Well, all right. Well, we'll argue about that later. But that sounds lovely. Okay. All right. Listen, love you lots. You all have right. a great day. Do you think? All right. Bye-bye. Bye. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible irresistible desserts start by saving 33% with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market